It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation, welcome back to your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams, and I am jacked. I'm excited. I'm back doing some more podcasts for you guys out there in Rams Nation. I got my man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger with me. James, welcome to the show. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Bear. Thanks for having me on. And you are not the only one that's back, my friend, because the Rams are back to their off-season schedule. Nice. You're right, James. The Rams are back. We're back podcasting. It feels good. Apologies for being away for a few days. Lots of travel for me and James here for work and play. But we're back in our respective homes, our respective studios. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got to catch up on all the Rams news. We've got some NFL news. Of course, obviously, there's always the draft going on. But the most exciting thing, as James mentioned, the Rams are back starting today. First day back on campus. We got to see some of those new faces with some new numbers. And wearing some Rams gear, which is always fun, as you saw these transactions. These guys are out there working out. James, you got some more on that? Yeah, so you know, today, April 16th, it is the first phase of a two-week program. So it's just limited to strength and conditioning and physical rehab. But of course, all the new players are coming in. It's nice to see Indomit and Sue in Rams gear, even though Bear, in the beginning of the day, he didn't even have a number. Uh, it was still unclear what his number was going to be at the beginning of the day. Of course, we ended up figuring that one out. And, of course, Brandon Cooks, nice seeing him in Rams gear. I saw some pictures from practice. I saw him lining up against Cooper Cup and just got excited even seeing that image. So, uh, yeah, today was the first day. It was really exciting. We got some uh, new gear, like you mentioned. And everybody just seems to be in really, really good spirits looking at the press conference after uh, practice today. So I thought I saw something. Sue went with 93. Is that what he went with? He went with 93. Uh, Westbrook is now 95. And just to give you guys a rundown of the rest, uh, Keep came in at 21. Peters will be 22. Sam Shields will be 37. Rameek Wilson, yeah, remember, guys, we got him from Kansas City, yep. 52. And then, just like you mentioned, Sue is 93. Uh, Cooks, I don't believe he's got his number situated yet. Let me know, you guys, on social media if I'm wrong here. Of course, we're recording on uh, Monday night. But I didn't see a number for Cooks. Hit me up at Jake. Kroger 3 or at Rams Podcast or hit us up on at Lockdown Rams and Bear at LA underscore Rambling Bear and let us know what you find out but uh, yeah as far as the numbers go I think I think Cooks is still waiting nicely done there I love the plug yeah reach out to us let us know what's going on if, if anyone else has seen a, a Brandon Cooks number update right now the Rams currently have 66 players under contract you add in the draft picks that will get them to about 74 players that still puts mm. us about six players short of uh, the 80 number, which is the magic number, which all uh, teams start with kind of entering camp. So we're still a few players away. You'll see some few, uh, few more players being added. I think we ended up adding a couple today. James, is that right? I saw you tweet out from uh, Rams Podcast. We did, Bear. So uh, roster moves by the Rams. We signed offensive tackle Cornelius Lucas, who played one game last year, yep. and Daryl Williams. And then we also signed Darrell Williams as a tackle as well. We signed three exclusive rights to free agents, uh, Troy Hill, Malcolm Brown, and, of course, Sam Ficken. Um, 
Uh, Matt Longacre signed his RFA restricted free agent tender as well. So him and Joyner both have officially signed the paperwork. So they're, they're ours. All right. I like it. Continue to add, bring the people back, getting Joyner locked in on the franchise tag. Obviously, we want to see him moving forward in years to come. So hopefully they can work something out at some point with a long-term deal for him. And I do want to mention it because we haven't had a episode since. We're talking about roster additions. We did have one subtraction that meant a lot to Rams Nation. You saw a lot of goodbyes out there. And actually, Zeeshan Kabani, and I apologize if I'm butchering that, uh, wrote us on our Gmail, which is LockedOnRams at gmail.com, and asked our thoughts on the Kayvon Webster release and asking if mm-hmm. it was the right move, you think it was a cap casualty, what we thought. Obviously, uh, Kayvon is a friend of the show, came on here and did an interview with us as well. So it was upsetting to see him go. I think this ends up being a cap casualty. Uh, It saved us about $3 million. He's coming off the Achilles. Uh, No real guarantee that he'll be ready for the season. The Rams with the Indomitian Sioux deal were just a few million short. And if you saw that and paid close attention to it, um, they released him. And then Sioux was signed within uh, the next day. So he was basically freeing up that extra couple of dollars to make that deal done. So... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Cap Casualty, we're big fans of him. I, I Kind of watching Rams Nation say goodbyes to him. I think everyone was a big fan. We only got to see him play out here for a year. Uh, we'll see where he ends up going next. He's a highly motivated guy. Getting to talk to him, he's, uh, he's got a great positive spirit. So I, I know he'll land well back on his feet uh, once he gets healthy. So best of luck to Kayvon. We're going to miss him out here in L.A. And there is still a chance that once he gets healthy that we can bring him back at a lesser salary if he wants to come and still be a part of what's going on out here in L.A. I think he's got um, bigger ambitions and will probably go for more of a playing time role. Obviously, when we brought him in, he was brought in to play that number two cornerback position. But now with Peters and Tlaib and Shields and you know all that whole crew, he just doesn't really fit in as well as he did previously. So best of luck to Kayvon. We'll miss him out here, but wanted to make sure I mentioned that as someone reached out to us on uh, in the Gmail and asked us what we thought about it. So a bunch of additions, few subtractions, but this new look roster uh, is brand new and just kind of scoping the field today was a little bit different, wasn't it, James? It absolutely was. And talking about people coming in and leaving, and there was one no-show today. Bear, and it was kind of a no-show of no surprise. Uh, of course, McVeigh was asked about this during the presser after. I don't think anybody was really shocked about this. I tweeted about it, and everybody's like, yeah, we got to pay the man. Um, but when asked about this specifically at the start of the offseason program, McVeigh said, what I think we feel good about this dialogue, that it has existed. We totally understand the other things that were going on in regards to wanting this deal. With respect to Aaron, we feel really good about where we are with the dialogue. So you know they're in communication, and Bear, we remember this happened last year, but I really think that we're in a way better place uh, than we were last year when this conversation was going on. Everybody in Rams Nation feels way more confident about him uh, getting that deal. You know, we saw the success that McVay brought to the table, and I know you've been watching the show on Facebook, so it seems like they're in great communications and transparent with everything. So, you know, coming off the Defensive Player of the Year, final year of his rookie contract, I, I think we're in good standings. Everybody's just kind of waiting around for that to go off. Man, speaking of that show on Facebook... Uh, behind the grind it's awesome i was so jacked the other night watching uh episode three and it basically was almost a feature about aaron donald as you were talking about the man the myth the legend himself hashtag pay the man um and you're right i think there's all confidence in the world that the deal is going to get done uh even in the press conferences introducing um some of the players it was brought up i think in the sioux conversation 
And Les Snead's like, hey, man, we know what we're doing. We've got money prepared. We know we've got a bunch of money in 2019. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make this deal get done. But when you're talking those big numbers and you're, and you're committing you know, you know, extensive years to this, you got to do the homework to get it done, and you got to make sure both parties are happy. So I'm expecting it to get done. Uh, Aaron Donald missing first day of you know participation. Not a big deal to me yet. Uh, if we get you know after the draft and he still we still haven't seen him around the facility, then maybe we can start to talk about it a little bit more. But this is going to get done and uh, shouldn't be a non-issue uh, when we get close to the season. That's right. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Any other good news bits coming out of that press conference today? A few things. Uh, one thing I want that I thought was interesting that I didn't know um, took place was Robert Woods uh, was was asked about the new look of the Rams. He said, I feel like we look good on paper. We've got to look, got to look good on the field. And I didn't know this fact about Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, but they ran state track against each other in high school. Woods in L.A., of course, and then Cooks up in Stockton. So Woods has been kind of following Cooks' career ever since, and now they're together uh, talking about him. He said, great receiver, great talent to to this receiving room i look forward to working with him so that got me super jacked knowing that those two have been competing since back in the day and uh yeah when asked about it you know obviously Woods is pretty pumped about this yeah it's fun to watch these guys kind of get together and see some of the guys that came up together back in high school back in the california days and then finding their way back here obviously robert woods joined us last year and then brandon cooks this year so we're bringing home some california boys bringing home some old connections Always fun to kind of see how that's going to develop and and rekindle some of those friendships and and getting to know each other. So just the beginning, a lot to get going. And speaking about just the beginning, uh, another thing that we hadn't had a chance to talk about yet was the Rams preseason schedule, which was released. Mm. And James, I know you got those uh, lined up for us. So so break me down. What what do we got uh, those first four games? I'll break you down, Bear. 
Uh, and the part of the season where I know everybody in Rams Nation can't wait to get to the preseason where you're excited to watch the first quarter of the game and then decide that you can't wait until the season starts yeah, because nobody right. is a huge fan of preseason. But there's one thing I'm looking forward to, and that is week one on August 9th against the Ravens because um, the Ravens are actually going to host a joint practice with the Rams prior to that game uh, in Baltimore and essentially a keep – Talib and Michael Crabtree uh, are going to be going back at it. So hold on to your chains, boys and girls. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I want to get exclusive access to that practice as far as footage is concerned. I want to see pictures and video of anything going down. Uh, and of course, on August 9th, we have that first game in Baltimore against the Ravens. After that, we are going to see the Raiders August 16th, or I don't know if August 16th is a final date, but around there. So we'll be see what John we'll be able to see what John Gruden's been able to do in the offseason with his new team. And uh, the week three, we're going to be it's probably August 23rd, 25th. We'll be against the Texans, and then week four against the Saints, where Jared Goff can play against his hero, Mr. Drew Brees. Yeah, it's crazy. If all goes well in Rams world, we may see the Saints a few times. We're going to see them in the preseason. Uh, we'll see them in the regular season. And if we uh, win enough ball games, we could see them in the postseason. So that'll be mm -hmm. fun to watch. It'll kind of be that early preview, that game four. Like you said, uh, maybe at that point we see a drive or two, but um, most of our starters by that point will be sitting out and we'll let a lot of the guys kind of battle for those last few position spots. Uh, that's where the Hard Knocks episodes really get good, trying to make that team. So um, any word on who Hard Knocks is? Do we know that yet? I that haven't heard thought? anything. They're, they're pretty good about being quiet about that until advertisements come out. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. That's always interesting regardless of the team. It's fun to watch. That's what's so awesome about this behind the grind right now is just kind of that hard knock-esque type footage, which is always great. So um, go check that out if you haven't yet. So Barry, when I was listening to the presser today, I found out something that I didn't realize had happened last year. Um, you know, looking at this line and, and Sue's edition, Michael Brockers was talking about Sue. He said uh, what he likes about him. He said his, his tenacity. I don't want to say nasty. I don't want to put it out there, but he's a ferocious player. He plays like that every snap of the ball. And I think that's what I like about him the most is his attitude about the game. So Michael Brockers also revealed that he did tear his MCL in the playoffs loss in the playoff loss to the Falcons last year, which is why he sat the second half. Um, he was there today taking part in the activities, but they're not going to be in pads for a while, so it's looking okay. But I didn't realize that that had happened, did you? I did. We talked about it a little bit um, because our Rusty, which always struggled, but as soon as he went out, they started just getting big runs up the middle, and they kind of attack that area and, and our defense line got tired fast after that point so uh, it's nice to add that depth and like he mentioned in Sue and not saying he's a dirty player but I went back and watched I don't know how many Sue highlights over the past couple weeks since we've signed him and the man's a monster I think one of the games I was watching was um, back when he was with Detroit Lions and they were in the playoffs um, and he ended up having I think it was maybe even against the Saints, but he ended up having like three or four sacks and the team together had a bunch that he was just there. And every time he makes contact, just like Aaron Donald, man, I mean, they are just, they're trying to tear that guy apart. So my brain can't even wrap around the idea of these two playing together yet and then throwing in Brockers and Easley. But 
Uh, just stoked, like you said, for the regular season. We got to just fast forward through all this and get there as fast as we can. But exciting things coming up from those guys. Good to see everyone out at the field today, kind of following social media and, and some of the players' social media and seeing you know anyone from Todd Gurley walking in with Robert Woods to Brandon Cooks posting up, you know, working out in his Rams gear. Just just all great stuff today. Everyone seems happy. There's no complaint forms needed to be passed around at this point. Everyone's excited to be there, and they feel like they're a part of something special. So you can feel that already. Well, not everyone is as lucky as the Rams to be so excited about coming into camp. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, around the NFL. I kind of want to take you through some stuff and uh, get your opinion on it and see what you think and kind of just talk some NFL news as we start to get closer to the season and and teams continue to change. Uh, One of the big news that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet but definitely took over the NFL newswire for a while, and that's the release of Des Bryant. Um, They had a meeting. He was going to sit down and talk. He thought maybe uh, it was going to be renegotiation of the contract. He even said he was open to that, but they never even really offered it. And they just said, you know what, we're done with you. Uh, Last two years of of Dez's production really hasn't been anything to brag about. Uh, He seemed to struggle when the rest of the team, you know, getting the exciting pieces of uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and those guys coming in. It just seems to almost make him less important or less involved in the offense so and he's getting paid a bunch of money so they decided to move on from him he wasn't too happy he hit the twitter pretty quick and basically said uh, he would love to link up with one of those nfc east teams and face the cowboys twice a year that would be his new motivation i don't know how much interest he's getting from the nfc east i mean they played him twice a year for the past couple years and they saw how bad he was so i can't imagine that they're too excited new york's got their own headache with odell um redskins might be a good fit there eagles seem to be pretty good at wide receiver at this point uh and they've got chemistry there i don't know if they want to bring them in but you spoke of the ravens earlier that was one team i saw out there that's got some serious interest in them uh the niners have been thrown around and then yours truly the la rams have been a name that have come up even though most people at this point say it's a bit too late for that uh but i want to hear your thoughts on des being released do you think he's still an elite wide receiver and where do you see him maybe going yeah, really good question. Of course, I texted you 95% joking, Des to Rams yeah. uh, when when the news went down, but we all know that's probably not going to happen for us over here in L.A. Um, it's, it's funny, I, I was listening to Michael Irvin on um, uh, NFL Up to the Minute uh, today, and you know, we talked about his decline in play. He said he's tired of people saying that Des is a declining player. Um, you know, it just, he had a lot of off-the-field uh, fighting that he was doing. He was, you know, Irvin went on to say that he was fighting people that were trying to help him out and aid him and i think dallas just kind of grew tired of 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 the um the battle there chemistry wise so yeah he's moving on um but i don't you know i don't i think he could be really valuable to a lot of teams uh i think he's probably probably going to head west i think everybody in the nfc east already knows how he is and um you know he's been in those circles plenty but i think there's room for him out west you know i I, two teams that i think would benefit from him right now is the 49ers um you know they got jimmy g at qb now and they're making a lot of solid moves in the offseason and then uh, seattle might be a good fit russell wilson needs somebody like that to to pass the ball to he lost jimmy graham in the offseason and you know they 
he wasn't his number one receiver. But right now, Russell just needs that guy. And Dez would just totally change the view on where the Seahawks stand right now. Once you get Dez, you get that solid line in there uh, and try to, you know, keep keep Russell Wilson back there, keep him blocked. But, you know, I, I can see that happening, make, making a big move across the country. Yeah, great points, James. I think another team, as you mentioned, the Seahawks there would be another good fit. They haven't had much exciting news lately. I was actually teasing with our friends up at the Seahawkers podcast that they were so excited about signing kicker Sebastian Janikowski. And, you know, I kind of retweeted and said, man, what different off seasons we've had. You're excited about a 40-year-old kicker joining the roster. (laughs) And we've just added everyone on the sun over here. So they need some more things to get excited about, obviously, from looking at that tweet. Um, They did have to deal with Blair Walsh last year, and that was a big headache for them. So that was a good thing for them to kind of solidify that spot. But uh, they could use another big splash. I don't know um, if he fits up in that model up there, but at the same time, Russell Wilson could use another weapon to go with. Obviously, he's got Doug Baldwin. Um, they've got a few other guys. They they tend to always do the kind of wide receiver by committee deal uh, with, mm. excuse me, with Baldwin being the guy there. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if they can make money fit, if they bring in a player like that to kind of, one, just add some excitement. Because I think most of the Pacific Northwest is more excited about, you know, soccer at this point than they are football with all the, all the people that have been leaving. So uh, that's something definitely to watch. But I thought that was pretty interesting kind of as as late as we are getting close to NFL season that a big name like Des Bryant was released. And that kind of just shows you um, with the Cowboys kind of where they were at with uh, making that decision. They really didn't care what time it was. It was just time to have them be off the roster. So something to keep an eye on. Um, There's a lot of teams that could use, you know, if he is, like he's saying, he's now extremely highly motivated. If he can come back to that level that he was, um, you know, a few years ago, he was an elite wide receiver who, you know, had double-digit touchdowns. So um, someone might be picking up a guy on, on a pretty good price tag uh, to come join yeah, the team. Yeah, it, it seems like the team you mentioned, the Ravens, are probably the front runner at this this time. And, I mean, you know, they're making big moves. They just signed RG3 to a, a backup deal. Yeah, so, look you know, out, look know. out. They're ready to spend look some out. money. The repair team putting Band-Aids on everything. A um, couple of things I want to get to. Um, speaking of the Seahawks, Uh, Malik McDonald, who was their second-round pick last year, who suffered an injury in an ATV accident last year, never hit the field. Uh, It's looking like he may never hit the field. The Seahawks still haven't cleared him to play medically, and there's talks of him being released. How crazy is that for a player to be drafted second round and go out and basically throw his career away on an ATV accident? Isn't that insane? Like, dude, what are you thinking, man? Um, you know, this guy's 300 pounds. You, you 299 pounds. What are you doing on an ATV when you just made it to the NFL? <laughs> yeah, insane, insane stuff. But another crazy uh, release you may see in the next couple of days and affecting the Seahawks. Just you talk about us trading away a second round pick and then letting the player walk. But um, I think that is a little bit more of a wasted pick than, than what we ended up doing. So uh, Seahawks are struggling in all forms right now. A um, couple other things, keeping it local here. Um, another name that came off the board that you know the Rams might want to take a peek at is the Chargers released uh, free agent Chris McCain. And he was a guy that um, could be a starter in, in the league here. Last year he had five sacks, 
something to keep an eye on. But um, there was a lot of talk about him coming out of L.A. that you know they were shocked that the Chargers didn't keep him on the roster and they let him go. So another name to keep an eye on for the Rams as we're talking about filling those six spots and especially needing some linebacker help, uh, Chris McCain might be a, a good fit there. Well, speaking of the Chargers bear, um, you know, they could potentially be looking at a QB in the draft. Uh, Rivers is getting pretty old. And, you know, it's said that they are keeping their eyes peeled. There's a lot, of, a lot of solid QBs in the draft this year. Rivers is 36, his 15th season. Um, he says he's got plenty of gas left in him, but, you know, he's also a very stubborn guy. And even if he does have that gas, he's, he's an old man now. And, you know, it's time for the Chargers being in L.A. to, to try to make some big moves. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at Jackson out of uh, Louisville as being an option, cause especially where the Chargers pick and, how it seems to be so quarterback, you know, excitement right now and everyone moving up mm-hmm. and, and trying to get those top five picks to go and get, you know, that, that big time quarterback. There might be a couple guys down in that, that mid to late first round that are still available, Jackson being one of them. And yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the, if the Chargers tried to make a move there and, and kind of put somebody in because he needs some help. He needs some, some time to kind of sit behind a veteran quarterback. Like you mentioned, Rivers mm-hmm. maybe got a couple more years in him and when you come to LA, you want something to be excited about, and I don't know how many people are still excited about Philip Rivers. So, get a young draft pick quarterback with tons of skill might kind of perk up the fan interest for their sake. Maybe they'll sell out StubHub soon. <laughs> Zing! So, as we talk about that top of the draft for uh, that number one pick and going after quarterback, uh, Chad Forbes, who I had on the show a couple episodes ago. Uh, tweeted out saying that he's heard from multiple people saying that the Bills, Giants, and Browns are working on a three-team trade right now. Browns would slide into the two position. Bills would then land the first overall, and the Giants would slide down to fourth or twelfth pick, depending on how they work the deal. Um, He's hearing it from a few people. This all comes into work with who wants who at the quarterback position mm. and who has most value there. But, um, you know, obviously with the Giants being at two and the Browns being at one, Browns have one and four. They've got a lot to work with. So if someone really wants to come up, the Browns have been, you know, on record saying that the number one's available. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on with the draft. You mentioned it with the Chargers here. The Rams don't pick uh, until the third round, but still I'm sure they'll be involved in paying close attention. You never know with Les Snead what he's going to do, try to move up and maybe go get a guy he really likes, package a couple yeah. of picks. But a lot of stuff going on in the draft, something to keep an eye on. Right, and it's it, it's going to be fun to watch because right now the Giants picking behind uh, Cleveland, who obviously both teams probably going to be looking at a quarterback. New York's bringing in uh, USC's Sam Darnold, who is from the my new town, San Clemente. Uh, but you know him and Josh Allen are coming in for workouts for them, so it should be should be fun to watch the beginning of the draft there. Anything football, man, I am in for. Well, James. We've got a lot to get to even over the next week. I want to save some of the stuff for our episode tomorrow. You're actually going to be in town here at the Locked On Rams studio, so I'm excited to have you in studio. We'll do another one tomorrow. We're going to get to a little bit more NFL news, some more Rams as that comes along with the uh, press conference tomorrow, some more stuff about the schedule, some schedule leaks, which I want to talk about. I'm pretty excited. Can't wait till that thing comes out fully. If you guys haven't done it, I don't know if it's still available to enter, but 
the Rams did a basically pick the schedule, and you had to pick about three or four games to match what, what they were asking you for, and you could win some free tickets. So I've filled it out a couple times. I'm ready to rock. If you haven't checked that out, go <laughs> check it out. Don't forget to check out LockdownRams.com. We're posting up some articles up there. we got to get some more content going. James at jkroger 3 Rams podcast, which we'll also be recording tomorrow. And then obviously myself here, LA underscore Rambling Bear. The show, which is Lockdown Rams. And then you can reach me at LockdownRamsGmail.com. Appreciate it. We're back. We got another episode coming to you tomorrow. So we're excited about that. Questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us. And you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.